the college football experience, Stanford Cardinal 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Score exclusive perks, content and contest, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by parlay play. Yes. Parlay play is a lead pipe lock for parlaying player props. Go to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent deposit bonus today. And remember as always folks to let it ride. We're also brought to you by game time. Download the game time app to get the last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. And remember as always to let it ride. Hey everybody. Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this. Let it ride. So we got a lot to talk about a lot to unwind. All right. Because Stanford is in the pack four now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we're going to talk all about, it. we're going to break down the hire Troy Taylor coming in from Sac state. He is a former California golden bear. Oof. Oof. Uh, we'll break down the offense, the defense, the special teams, the transfer portal and go game by game on the schedule. Also kind of project how things will work out with the Stanford Cardinal as we're recording this, you know, August 12th. We don't know where they're at at the moment, but it should be and could be exciting uh, for the future of Stanford Cardinal football. So uh, perhaps you're wondering who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swiggin, database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. Dundee happened. He was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Wow, pretend it never happened. You can't when it comes to the Pac-10, the dissolve perhaps of the uh, Pac-10 slash Pac-12, 115 years strong. That's older than the SEC, older than the ACC, older than the Big 12 and Big 10 probably, right? Right around there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's tough. Thereabouts, yeah. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for the former, former JMU Duke defensive back. The burrito eating, side lad kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, buddy. Let me tell you something. Oh, you're gonna say, let me tell you something. Tell me something. It is older than Big Ten because the Big, I believe the Big Ten was called the Western Conference until like I don't know the 40s or something. 
Uh, that's a lot of audacity when there's a team out on the Pacific Coast or a conference out on the Pacific Coast. That's why Michigan cha- claims to be the champion of the West, right? Yeah. But now the Western Conference kind of does include half the Pac-12, but Stanford got left out of that. Uh, you know, it's all nonsense to me. Like people are saying, us. Uh, I mean, come on, Stanford. Uh, you know, they don't care about. What are you talking about? This team had six double-digit win seasons in the past. What? 13 years, including they only had get this in the past since 2009. So what is that? 14 years, 13 years. Yeah. 13 football seasons. They've only had three losing seasons in that run. Get the hell out of here, folks. Stanford football is this is what I mean. Some people do not know what they're talking about. Stanford football is classic to me. They've been playing since 1891. Walter camp. Used to coach there. Fielding Yost coached coached uh, with the Stanford Cardinals. Bob Evans, I love that restaurant. All right, he coached. Pop Warner coached for, you know what, eight nine years at Stanford. Chuck Taylor. I mean, you go on and on and on. Bill Walsh coached twice there. Dennis Green, Jack Elway. I mean, you got guys. T- uh, just I mean. It's it bothers me when people say like no Jim part Harbaugh, of yeah maybe you know favorite for the national championship this year part of the fabric of college football that makes it so great is a mix of having yes you can have your Alabamas or Ohio states but lo- I love catching whether it's Boston College whether it's Duke whether it's Stanford I like the academic schools too I want them playing at the same level of course look for as you know pro kind of, I guess, NIL and transfer portal as we are in some respects, not 100%, but I think we acknowledge that there was a need for at least uh, the transfer portal to open up, you know, and NIL as well. Uh, It's good to have classic teams that keep it collegiate. And I think Stanford tries to do that. You know, they're almost like an Ivy league team. They Stanford though could uh, NIL. I mean, come on. Yeah. If they wanted, come on, <laughs> let's go. Uh, so Stanford goes out and hires Troy Taylor, Patty C. I, uh, me and you actually here at the studio, we watched a fair amount of Sac state football a year ago, undefeated regular season. Um, This guy, uh, you know, played with the New York jets and the Miami dolphins. W- went to Cal from California. I'm just down the road from here. Yeah. Was the offensive coordinator with Kyle Whittingham in the Utah Utes for a couple of years before he left for the Sac State job? Before that, he was with Eastern Washington. Um, man, I mean, this could be a big time hire, right? Big dude. He was with the Colorado Buffaloes in the Bill McCartney era. 6'4. So, they ran a 4'7 uh, out of college. You know, we, we got an athlete in the coaching ranks here. He's a little older now. What is he, uh, 55? So he was at Sacramento State and he went 30 and 8 in 3 years at Sacramento State. Pretty pretty good. What do you think about this hire, buddy? I think it's a great hire. I think it's a phenomenal hire. You have a guy that, you know, was on the uh, doorstep of a national championship last year with a team that's not a traditional, you know, championship contender at least as far as like as far as back as I've been watching. I haven't seen their name like in that semifinals kind of range that they were approaching. Well, uh, how about this? When he when he went into Sacramento State the year before, they were two and eight. Yeah, two so, and eight the year before he got there, and he took them to nine and four in year one. In yeah. one year, well, they were three and uh, what? Stanford was three and nine last year, so 
Uh, oh, would that be uh, the equivalent of 10 wins in year one at Stanford? If you could do the same thing, I don't think that's going to happen, but you got to like uh, the, the trajectory of the program just based on this hire. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, look, we're going to talk all about the offense, defense, special teams, all that good stuff. But before we do that, want to get us, uh, you know, paid essentially. I want to tell you that the college football experience, Stanford Cardinal 2023 season preview is brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes. Uh, look, sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Uh, besides season long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the patrons. Uh, plus, a monthly SGP stories podcast, completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories. From SGPN, maybe I'll tell a story about one time I was up in Palo Alto having a good time. Uh, there's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. Uh, only you out there in the universe can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today, folks. SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Look, uh, I don't know about you folks out there, but if you ever been to a game, I, and I, I use this one, I was in Missoula, Montana, doing some comedy, and it dawned on me that they were playing, they were hosting the Eastern Washington Eagles, and both were, you know, FCS top ten teams. Uh, and I was like, oh, I got to go to this game while I'm here, since I'm gonna be here. I got to, and everyone in the town was talking about this game. That if you haven't been to Missoula, the whole t- the whole town shuts down for football. It's fantastic, but. I had a hard time getting tickets. I was checking all the, the online places. I, I couldn't find, this is like 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago. So uh, game time wasn't available then. All right. I couldn't find anything then. And I'm trying to scout, you know, I'm asking people at the bar, you got an extra ticket. I, I ended up, you know, finding a ticket, but paid way too much for a ticket there. Uh, and look really, that's why you should check out game time. The game time app. Absolutely. Fantastic. Also uh, uh, gametime.co because buying, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be that stressful. All right. Game time is, is a fast and easy way to buy the tickets, you know, for all the sports, music, comedy, and, and theater stuff near you. Uh, and they got killer deals on last minute tickets and they have the best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hype for the fun you'll be having at that very event. All right. And let me tell you, Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. All right, Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, uh, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, the Game Time guarantee means uh, you'll always have the best price too. If in fact, if you find tickets in the same section, and you know, or the row. Uh, that for less game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Holy hell snag the tickets without the stress with the game, with game time, you know, download the game time app, create an account and use the code CFBX for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. I'm sorry. $20 off your first purchase, not 20% off terms apply again, create an account and redeem the code CFBX for $20 off download the game time app, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And remember as always folks to let it ride. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Stanford Cardinal 2023 season preview episode. I mean, Stanford, Stanford's a good program long-term and I don't understand this. Some, some negative uh, attention there. I mean, come on, this is a program that's, that's been pretty good historically. Well, they have been, but we've gotten on their case about Fan turnout, you know. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you know we watch a game, 
in the end, Michael Barker is going to stop by AKA college football campus tour is going to stop by a little bit to talk about the stadium. But um, this is something I don't understand. It's a generational thing. I don't understand it because you go back and watch some of the games in the eighties, even the early nineties with bill Walsh places packed. Yeah. I don't understand why. Well, something happened. I mean, in the early '90s, you had Bill Walsh college football. You got yeah. Stanford on the cover of an yeah. EA Sports video yeah. game. I don't understand. It was cracking, you know. Touchdown, I, Tommy Vardell. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, in the early 2000s, they had lost all momentum to the point where they were thinking about shutting the football program down entirely. That would have been the biggest mistake ever. I guess you know They've what been was playing that? for 140 fucking years. Even with yeah. Ty Willingham, you know, they were mostly close to 500. I think he was, you know more times bowling than not uh, bowling uh, uh, four times in seven years under Willingham who had fired, uh, followed Walsh. I guess buddy Tevens had a few years. Walt Harris is when it bottomed out right yeah. before Harbaugh came yeah. in 2007, yeah. Walt Harris, they went one and 11. Harbaugh basically brought that program out of brought the it back, baby. depths, brought it back. And now Troy Taylor could be that man. Uh, look, it is, it is you know, when you really look at the number of wins that this program has had for as long as they've had 667 it, wins, it, it makes no sense for them to have attendance issues. Yes. Yes. It does not make any sense. And it hasn't been a thing that plagued them. I think long-term, I think it's, just, it, this is something recently. This is something past 20 years from, from 2009 to 2019, 11 years straight. They were in the AP poll at least one time uh, throughout the season. Uh, so and their AP high was in the top 25. So it's not like they haven't been relevant, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand it, but uh, buddy, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about this team in the portal, because that's one of the things I think when you look at the future of college football, that is concerning uh, is Stanford doesn't really play that game, buddy. Um, yeah, they, they, they really don't. And you know, we grade the portal um, with every team. So let's take a look at this here because uh, yeah. So uh, in the portal, Departing Patty C is uh, defensive end Toby Umara. Still in the portal, by the way. Hmm. Uh, running back Arlen Harris heads out to Iowa State. They might need him after that gambling probe with Jareel Brock. Well, he only had one rushing yard last year, so not a huge loss. Safety Jonathan McGill heads out to the SMU Mustangs. Who? All right. What of Jonathan McGill? Ah, second leading tackler. That's a tough one. Fifty-one tackles, seven passes defense. That's a tough loss. Yeah. Punter Ryan Sanborn heads out to the Texas Longhorns. All right. Uh, offensive tackle, starting offensive tackle Jake Hornerbrook heads out to the Duke Blue Devils and Mike Elko. Sanborn went where? The punter? Texas. Texas. Forty-one point seven yards per kick, fifty-seven points. That's a it was a starting kicker, a starting yeah. punter last year. That hurts. Defensive end Stephen Heron heads out to the Louisville Cardinals and Jeff Brom. Okay, keep going. Cornerback Salim Salim Turner Muhammad heads out to the Purdue Boilermakers. Not not a little depth. Eight tackles. Offensive lineman Drake Metcalf heads out to the UCF Golden Knights. Defensive lineman Jacob Katona heads out to the portal. These ones are huge right here. Drake Nugent, four-star transfer, mm, offensive mm. lineman to the Michigan Wolverines, projected to start. Ouch. Miles Hinton, four-star offensive tackle, heads out to the Michigan Wolverines. 
uh, four star. Uh, Both offensive linemen. Good lord. Yeah. Rated by Jim Harbaugh. Well, I wonder if. I mean, that's good. supposed to I, already I, be like the best. I wonder offensive if David line. Shaw just like said, "Hey, yeah, uh, here's some parting gifts for you, Jim." Linebacker, four star transfer, Lavani Dumuni. Uh, Heads out to the Utah Utes in conference for one more year at least. Mm, mm, mm. That's a four-star transfer, man. According to twenty-four-seven Sports, those are those are brutal. Um, cornerback Nicholas Toomer heads out to the Indiana Hoosiers. Linebacker Jacob Mangum Farrar heads out to the Indiana Hoosiers. I mean, these are guys. These yeah, are guys. Jacob Mangum Farrar. Uh, Six on the team with uh, 44 tackles, and then uh, who's the guy you mentioned before? Uh, Turner Muhammad, eight tackles at the defensive back spot. Uh, Nicholas Tumor. Oh, Nicholas Tumor. Sorry, seven tackles. So yeah, uh, linebacker Aninas De Cosmo heads out to the Vanderbilt Commodores. Corner Didn't get rated. Linebacker Ricky Mizon heads out to the portal. Hasn't landed anywhere he yet. Was fifth on the team in tackles mm. with 46. Four sacks. Four star transfer, offensive tackle, Walter Rouse heads out to the Oklahoma Sooners. Dude, that's three four star linemen. Wide receiver Colby Bowman heads out to the Utah State Aggies. Hey, do you guys want uh, a Stanford degree? I feel like that's why you go there in the first place. Why are you transferring now? Cornerback Diego Presadio heads out to the portal. Offensive, or no, I'm sorry. Tight end Bradley Archer heads out to the Indiana Hoosiers as well. Indiana is coming in and taking those guys. And then this one, let me just load up something really quick. Um, offensive tackle, four star transfer. Barrett Miller heads out to the California Golden Bears. Ooh. Ouch. What the hell is that one? Yikes. Can't go to the arch rival. Yikes. Can't go to the arch rival. Well, Troy Taylor went to the arch That's rival. True. What's I'm coach. losing respect. I mean, they used to destroy band players. Now, <laughs> now what's happening? Uh incoming Patty C. Yeah. Harvard offensive tackle, Alec Bank. That sounds on brand. Linebacker from the airport, Florida International. Uh Gathan Bernadell. Okay. Offensive tackle, Trevor Mayberry coming in from Penn. So three East Coast guys coming across. You know, I did a study on their recruiting a few years back, and they are one of two teams that's almost entirely a nationally recruiting profile. Them and Notre Dame. And it's no surprise. They go after specific guys on a national, presumably really, you know, academically accomplished dudes on top of being, you know, great athletes. And it's not like they're poor at recruiting. They're they're composite uh I want to say is like 22. I got to get that pulled up. But uh, so there, there's no lack of talent is 23 was their uh, composite talent ranking in 2022. So they go and they get their guys, but it sounds like they're going to the East coast to get some transfers as well. Well, this is our final transfer that they get here. Quarterback, Justin Lampson coming in from Syracuse. And so uh, I would say they got absolutely fucking destroyed in yeah. the portal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that is tough. I would be curious to see what they're. I know 24 seven uh, sports hasn't released it or compiled it yet, but the 2023 talent composite based on losing that many of their star four stars, they, they probably dropped by a ton. They're probably considered yeah. one of the less talented teams in the yeah. pac 12. At I this mean, point. 
Well, that doesn't. Yeah, I guess D- it, David Shaw is gone after back-to-back three and nine seasons, and then four and eight. Per, well, during COVID, they were four and two. But besides that, uh, four and eight the year prior. Uh, Scoring offense from a season ago. I don't know how relevant these are because Troy Taylor takes over, but 108th scoring offense, uh, 116th rush offense, 43rd pass offense, 91st total in total offense. I was looking it up. This team managed 27 points uh, twice last year, once uh, against the FCS Colgate and once in a losing effort to USC, who had one of the worst offense or defenses in the country. That's the only two times they got over 27 points. Troy Taylor, meanwhile, at uh, Sacramento State went 27 points or over all but one time and yeah. in 13 tries. So yeah. you got to expect the offense to kind of improve, right? Well, sort of, because they only bring back three guys that have ever started college football games. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe wait till year two. <laughs> uh, EJ Smith, Emmett Smith's son. They got him. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. He's back at the running back spot. Besides that, they bring back center Levi Rogers. Who uh, had 11 starts a season ago? Uh, also, tight end or tight end, and it was second team All Pac 12. Benjamin Urasek. Okay, you got those three. Besides that, all new guys. The mm. quarterback position looks like it's going to be Ari Patu or Patu, which I don't know how to pronounce that one. But uh, Ashton Daniels and uh, Justin Lampson and Miles Jackson all behind him. But I'll tell you what. Yeah, Ari Patu had a, a pretty nice set line that was uh, obviously pretty short. Four of six for two touchdowns. Damn. All right. No, sorry. Check that. Okay. Four games. Four oh. games. Six of nine. But still, uh, same same completion percentage. Sixty-seven uh, percent completion percentage. Two touchdowns. Zero interceptions. Adjusted yards per attempt. Eleven point seven. Okay. Pretty good in okay. limited action. <laughs> Uh, the receiver position. I mean, so EJ Smith's back. They also have Casey Filkins who uh, got five starts a season ago. Also Ryan Butler and Brendan Barrow in the running back room receiver room, completely brand new wideouts. Patty. See everybody. They got John Humphreys though. <laughs> Shout out to that. Uh, also wide receiver Modia Rubin and Bryce Farrell. Also, also tiger Bachmeyer. Great name. Great name. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the receiver room's got a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line has Obviously a lot of questions. Shredded in the portal. They they plan on starting Trevor uh, Mayberry, the 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 transfer from Penn, um, and I believe the transfer from Harvard. So they're they're going with the Ivy League uh, offensive lineman here. There Alec Bank at the left tackle spot started at Harvard for three years. So um, okay, three three. Uh, um, what is that? Ivy League offensive lineman starting. Yeah. Smart guy football is He's being back. played at, or at least rich guy, whatever gets you into an Ivy league school. Uh, yeah. Okay. The defense, and by, and by the way, Troy Taylor is the offensive coordinator. How about that? How about that? Old school. Yeah. Let's go. I got it. all. I don't need to hire him. Just give me more of his money. All right. Uh, defense coordinator is Bobby April, who was a linebacker coach at Wisconsin. That Bodes well. A little Jim Leonard appreciation. There you go. Now, uh, Patty on the defense, they only return three starters. Hmm. Not much. That better. ain't good. The defensive line, at least your nose guard is back in Tobin Phillips. Because everyone else is brand new. Lance Keenley, Jackson Moy. Uh linebackers, you got one back in the linebacking core, and that's David Bailey. Two and a half sacks a season ago. Uh the FIU transfer, uh, Gaithan Bernadelle is penciled in to be a starter with Tristan Sinclair. Uh, I'm sorry, they bring back two on the defensive line. 
I'm seeing two, three in this publication. Really? I got Anthony Franklin and Tobin Phillips and David Bailey. Is he uh did you say he's still there? He's a, he's a linebacker though. Oh, linebacker. Okay, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, so edge. Yeah. The secondary though is all new guys, just all new players in the secondary. They might get lit up a little bit there. seems like they're penciling in Colin Wright, a freshman to start at corner. Also Zaran Manley at the other cornerback, no relation to Dexter Petty. See both safeties, uh, Jimmy Wyrick and Alakai Gilman penciled in to be a starter. Gilman got two starts a season ago. All right. They do return their kicker. If it's close game, I'll say this Yeah. while they were terrible uh, overall, you said what? One twelve, one thirteen 13 total defense last year. Oh yeah. Did I rattle off those numbers? I don't know. One twelve in scoring defense. 126 in rush defense. Woo! 40th in pass defense, but their whole secondary is gone. Yeah. 113th in total defense. Bobby April's got his work cut out for him. Let me tell you what though. Wisconsin. Now obviously uh April wasn't the defensive coordinator. He was just a linebackers coach, but the number 11 defense in the nation last year, about a hundred spots higher, uh over a hundred spots higher overall than the total defense of Stanford last year. So Maybe some of that Wisconsin mojo will rub off on the defense. They bring back Joshua Cardi at the kicker's position. This guy was 18 of 18 on field goals last year. It's pretty damn good. Holy shit. I mean, I mean, that's perfect. Breaking in a freshman punter in Aiden Flintoff. Perhaps he could be a kick Dundee. Hello. I feel like they always have kick Dundees on in Palo Alto. Yeah, any ball control team usually prioritizes punting. From Australia, though, that's what a kick oh, Dundee pick, is. Yeah, yeah. kick Dundee. Okay, so uh, yeah, folks, in case you don't know, kick Dundee is uh, anytime there's an Australian punter. Uh, look, we're gonna go game by game on the schedule, talking a little Stanford Cardinal football. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Parlay Play. Yes, uh, Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlayed player props, and with football season just right around the corner, two weeks away, folks. Uh, Parlay Play will have you covered with all your favorite props. Parlay Play is available in a ton of different states, including the great state of California and Texas, plus our good friends up north in Canada. Hello, Parlay Play is available in a ton of different Canadian provinces. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet little bonus to get you started. Uh, Parlay Play that I like, I've already mentioned this the over 63 and a half in San, in San Jose State, USC, week zero. Parlay that with uh, Jacksonville State and Rich Rodriguez to take down the UTEP Miners in Jacksonville, Alabama, in their first ever FBS game, Week Zero. There you go. Head over to ParlayPlay.io. Use that promo code SGP for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Once again, that's ParlayPlay.io. Promo code SGP. All right. If you're watching on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Uh, Folks, subscribe to the college football experience because we break down every single game. Pick every game. We've been doing this for a long time. All right. Let me tell you what. Yeah. That losing the entire secondary and having all new starters might hurt more than we're giving it credit for. Especially when you're starting a freshman corner. Against the Pac 12. Look, they were the uh number 40 passing defense in the country last year. Uh, and the next best team that was best in the Pac 12. Number next best team in the Pac 12. Number sixty, Utah, who, mm. as you know, is a pretty mm. damn good defense most of the time. Maybe though, it's because no one needed to pass. I was on about them. to say, <laughs> when you're a one twenty eight and running the ball, it's just like, huh? Let's just <laughs> run the ball here. Right. It's always tricky with those numbers, uh, folks. Also, remember to check out the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience, and the FCS college football experience. 
Uh, I host all of those. So hop on over there. We come together. So those are all independent podcasts. Go subscribe to those pot Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Give us a five-star review. We'd appreciate it. But uh, with those, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, Patty C if they're watching on YouTube right now, they see the sweet graphic, but the win total sitting at three, mm, not a lot of respect being given to the old Cardinal. And you better believe, uh, you know, I, I, you would think blindly, you would think what over. Well, I'll tell you what uh, I hear. There's rumors on the uh, internets. This team has lost or won less than three exactly twice in the last 40 years. So I think blindly you have to say over on the history, but uh, they sucked. Let's get into it, buddy, because Friday, September 1st, (laughs) going to the Island to take on Timmy Chang and the Hawaii rainbow warriors. This is an interesting one. It's not paradise all the time. It's a hard you know, uh, while I uh, am rooting for Troy Taylor long term, right? I have to say I'm rooting for. I mean, especially in light a little tragic magic here. What's happening in Hawaii is terrible. Uh, you got to hope for the football team to have a great season and bring a lot of happiness to those people. Uh, but. Um, Buddy, this, this is, is a, a game. This is a tough game though, because Stanford's this so much more is talented. A game. Timmy Chang, year two. Is he gonna, uh, you know, have the offense with the whole offseason to get it ready in, in a better spot? Yes, I thought they showed great strides throughout the season. Friday night. Look, I'll give it to Stanford, but I think this is a one possession game. There Watch out, tread lightly. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, if they're still f- figuring out what to do next year. They probably, uh, you know, the, if the Mountain West wants to make an impression on Stanford as a legit place to uh, take their take their talents, maybe Hawaii pulling an upset would, you know, t- take Stanford down a notch, you know, from an ego standpoint and find a nice little home. I think they should be in the Mountain West. That's a different topic altogether, but yeah. I think they should merge. But I do like the ma- merging with all those American teams too. Uh, well, it's back to back away games because now they head down to Los Angeles for the final time, at least for the foreseeable future. This is a rivalry, Patty. See, that goes back a very long way. I think a hundred and some years. Yeah, thirty-four and sixty-four all time against USC with three losses. But I do believe that is buddy a hundred one games. They've been playing since nineteen oh five. Yeah, nineteen oh five. We're just gonna throw this away. The hell, these TV execs. Uh, that's a loss, though, right? I mean, Stanford winners of two of the last four. Pretty darn good. Yeah, very uh, true. But yeah, USC right now, you have to figure smashes them. Although, what was the score in this one last year? Forty-one twenty-eight. Not as dominant as you would think. Lincoln Riley, though, that was week two of his. Tenure in uh, uh, Los Angeles, they'll do better this year. They'll smash uh, Stanford. I mean, how about this one? If you want to just talk like relevant college football uh, since 2009, Stanford has uh, what nine wins. USC has uh, six wins. Wow! So it is a crying shame that they're going to let this rivalry yeah. go to go to by the wayside. It is. It's terrible. It's terrible for the sport. But oh, uh, and oh, and two. Oh, yeah. one and one, one and one. I'm sorry. One and one. Yeah. 
Now a very interesting game because Sacramento State, Troy Taylor's old school. Remember, they stayed with the administration. They hired the DC, promoted, promoted uh, within, <laughs> and the Hornets are supposed to be good again in the Big Sky, great FCS conference. Um, this is a sneaky game, buddy, because the DC this is a wildly a dangerous. Yes, game. yeah. Well, especially because uh, the DC. Practice with him every day. Yeah, so it's gonna know. It's gonna know his philosophies. Yeah, I mean, if if Um, if Troy Taylor, which he undoubtedly will be, is still and still installing the 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 fundamental elements of that offense, and the coaches face the advanced elements of that offense every day in practice for however long, at least a year, but probably several, then he's probably gonna shut down that. Not to mention, this was a, a 12 win team at the FCS level last year. Yeah, and Sanford sucked last year. How good was Colgate at the? Uh, they were terrible last year. They were terrible like last three, year. Three or four wins. Okay, so yeah, I, I, that could be a loss. I'll give it to them, but man, between Hawaii and Sac State, this team they could lose both of those games. They could. I'll give it to them too. I'll say two and one, just on the talent edge. Now they're home to the Arizona Wildcats. You know what Arizona can do, Patty C? What's that? They can throw the hell out of the ball. And if you're telling me your whole secondary is gone, yeah, and you're starting a freshman. That. Is a loss now. Here come the losses. Yeah. After that, the Oregon Ducks. These games are always a little wacky, but uh, a little I got quacky. Them, you I got might them, even say I got them two and three uh, at the bye week. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, then they head to a nationally televised game at Folsom Field against Prime Time and Deion Sanders. He says we come in. Uh, I got that as a loss for Stanford. Well, they better get it in prime time against prime time Friday night football. Uh, yeah, I gotta go buffs. I think. Yeah. Then home to UCLA, loss. Home to Washington, loss. At Wazoo, loss. All those three teams can throw the ball. Uh, at Oregon State, loss. Here's a chance. Home to Cal. Home to Notre Dame. What are they done against Cal lately? I feel like they've probably been all right against them in the past decade, especially with Cal struggles. I think you probably got to go back to the Tedford era to see the, uh, and that's a great rivalry. Cal Stanford needs to stay on the schedule. For they it, have right? control of that series 60 to 46 with 10 ties uh, of late. However, the big game, they call it uh, Cal has won three out of four Stanford's only win in 2020. By one point, uh, that's because the missed extra point. Stanford missed it. <laughs> Cal missed the extra point. Oh man! Uh, so yeah, Cal has really kind of had the uh, the upper hand on them for the last four years or thereabouts. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can just hand this one to Stanford. The game's no. being played in Palo Alto, though. I think Cal's a better team right now. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm giving it to Cal. And can they beat Notre Dame back to back years? How's that rivalry been going? <laughs> you know, they have a shocking uh, success rate against Notre Dame. It's, it's, it's dumbfounding, you know, for a rivalry that kind of was a replacement, a, a, a calmer version of the Miami rivalry. They've been just, playing that since 1925. That's another one that might leave potentially, but I don't think they started going annual until Notre Dame shut down that Miami series in the early nineties. Stanford has won four of seven against Notre Dame in the last 11. Yeah. Whew. Notre Dame. No, four of seven in the last seven. They've won four. Uh, Actually, oh. if you want to go back to the last uh, eleven, so wait. No, that's what I'm saying. Notre Dame is pathetic for losing that much. Um, eight, eight of the last twelve have been by Stanford. Stanford dominating that series. 
Um, I gotta figure Notre Dame's better though. It is in Palo Alto. Are they going to get a third win? You know, somewhere State, in Notre here? Dame has won their last two in Palo Alto, but uh, still two and three in their last five. Actually, two in uh, two and five in their last seven on the farm. Um, Look, buddy, Colorado. I'm on the under. Questionable Washington State on the. There's a lot of really good teams though. So I'm saying this. I'm on the under. You want them playing Colorado or Arizona State? And they get Colorado, but it's in Boulder. It's just not going to happen. They do avoid Utah, but they are worse than almost every team. I do they think might, they might even lose to Hawaii or Sac State. You yeah. got to play the under. Play I the actually under. think it's lockable. I'm not locking it. History tells me not to lock that. The Stanford team is the number 23, or was uh, the number 23 in terms of talent composite. Don't don't lock against that. You're locking. Oh, pick Dundee! I just I I, I see I. Build me four wins, buddy. Build me. I am. I'll build you this. two in the first three weeks. Obviously, well, we, we gave it to that. <laughs> okay, right. And that is n- very nervous to me. And like then you, do you know uh, Sacramento State played Colorado State last year, Patty C? Do you know what they did to Colorado State? What was the score there? They won by like thirty. Uh, Troy Taylor's not there anymore, though. So. <laughs> Still. What uh, roster is more talented? It might be Sacramento State's. We'll see. Yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, seen enough. But I'm saying build build me. So they would need to win every single 50-50 game because to me there's two 50-50 games: Hawaii and Sac State. I think Arizona is actually much more talented than them right now. I also think Colorado in Boulder is way. I just don't see. I mean, maybe the Cal game. Well, what's curious like, just is the that rivalry's sake. Shaw. Had always like given random teams hard times. You know, uh, they had a physical brand. They got a little away from that. It's probably where the close losses started happening, um, and got more finesse. Taylor, you know, it's not like he's just throwing the ball around and exploding on offense. Appar- apparently, a pretty even balance of run and pass. So I think that actually bodes well for uh, developing the offense throughout the year and maybe being more competitive toward the end of the year. But. Uh, <sighs> I think I think they'll get to three, you know. So I wouldn't touch it, but I can't really see them going above three, and I could see them going under. So I got to lean under. What are you gonna do when they start out zero and three? Well, I'll say I was right because I'm leaning under. <laughs> I think you got to lock it up, guys. I will lock up the under on the Stanford Cardinal. Tell me about the future of this program. What's gonna happen? With when you didn't know what comfort, but I mean, look. I know they're trying to get into the ACC, which is just fucking insane. What are we doing to the sport, guys? What are we doing? Well, if they can't get in the Ivy League, the ACC is probably the closest thing left. Still stupid. Maybe the Big Ten. Still, I actually, I'm like the Oregon State president. I want them to preserve the Pac-10. I want that conference still there. I want them to, but actually, I want them to be the Pac-14. I I want them to stay with. Or uh, Cal, obviously, I want that rivalry game, the final game yeah. of the year. You could finally move that to the final game yeah, of the year God. again. Yeah, and then uh, freaking Notre Dame ruining everything. Yeah, and then Oregon State, Oregon State, and Washington State stay in that. F- so you keep those four intact. I think you go grab San Diego State to be five. You, you <laughs> I mean Fresno State to six. You might even want to consider San Jose State to seven. Yeah. Uh. Eight, I think you go into Vegas, get a market. That's a market play. Get into Vegas. I, honestly, you should probably try to go to fourteen. Um, you know who I want, Boise. Give me Hawaii. That just makes no sense, buddy. 
besides the geographic side of this and the talent still side further than the ACC schools. That's true. <laughs> that's just Pacific. They are a Pacific again, whatever agree to disagree. I think Hawaii would be an excellent. So, addition. so what is $34 million exit fee? I heard they hired, they hired Oliver luck, Andrew's dad, former XFL commissioner, try to get this thing going, maybe merge with the AAC or the mountain West. I mean, few people have more experience with that if, kind of administration. If they were to, and this might not age well, cause we're probably going to hear news in the next three days about what they're going to try to do. But it, I, if you could somehow get both those conferences, I said, this would be a fantastic conference. If you, if you keep the four pack four schools, you grab those other California schools, right? That puts it to, to uh, what? Six or seven. Mm-hmm. Then add UNLV eight, get Boise nine, Colorado State ten. We said it's seven with Fresno, San Diego. State, I don't even know if they want San, San Jose. Jose. Let's just say Fresno six. and San Diego. Okay, so it six goes to California. Six, even though I think San Jose State makes sense, and you have they're good. It's regional, yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck it, do San Jose State go seven? seven. All yeah. right, UNLV eight, Boise nine. Don't look that de- they're snobby because they're like Boise's academics. Who gives a fuck? Just survive. Yeah. Boise would be what nine? I said. Yeah. Yeah. Then you go get Colorado State as ten. Utah State, we should ponder. Uh, but uh, eleven should be SMU, twelve Tulane. Yeah. Thirteen, in my opinion, should be either. Yeah, actually, probably thirteen. You go Memphis, or or and Memphis and UTSA maybe or Utah. Actually, you know what? Go UTSA and Utah State. Yeah, I say if you don't keep go, Memphis on that side, if it's you too did, far. If you don't go San Jose State, I don't think Nevada is a bad addition but, as a package deal with UNLV. From what I understand, that they wouldn't even be considered. They wouldn't. I heard San Jose State wouldn't be considered either. Yeah, I think Wyoming, Nevada, and San Jose State might not They're get out. that. So if that's the case, then you go get Memphis because that's a good rival for Tulane, Mississippi River football. Yeah, but I I like the idea of. Uh, of that being a conference, and I think it could be a very good conference. Get Utah State too. So lo- load, yeah, load, chippy. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to get Utah's a growing state. Colorado's a growing state. That U- puts you Idaho's in Nevada, yeah. Idaho, Utah, uh, Colorado. Would you go Wyoming? You leave Wyoming out. I mean, personally, if it was me, yes, but I don't they think they do they it. see yeah. it from a, a a market side. So, or maybe go to sixteen and just keep adding teams. Keep up, yeah. In the Folks, arms race, we're both on the under. I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, on social media. He's incredible. He's been to every single stadium. So, uh, here's here's him hopping on the show talking about, uh, you know, Stanford Stadium, the legendary legendary stadium there at St- in Palo Alto. So, here we go. Uh, I don't know if you had to rank them, or there would be it would go Oregon State, Washington State, and then Cal Stanford toss up bottom yeah. here in the Pac four. <laughs> that would be great if they owned it and just ran with it. We're the Pac four. Let them do Pac four. Yeah. yeah, just keep playing each other. Right? Auto bid at four and seven. Yeah, <laughs> conference championship between two and eleven. Uh, little malfunction there. <laughs> little malfunction. Uh, I don't know what happened when I edited this thing, but. You know what, Michael Barker? He said very good things about Stanford Stadium. I don't know how to fast forward that, so we're just going to end this episode right <laughs> now. Uh, but Stanford fans, we really want you to get out and support your football program. And uh, Stanford Stadium, look, I'll try to do what Michael was talking about here, Patty. See, this is a legendary stadium. Yeah, this is a stadium. Stanford's football stadium has been around for a very long time, man. Nineteen twenty-one. Yeah. Uh, this is a great stadium. Even when you Google images thing, this stadium looks fantastic. 
It does look fantastic now. It's got like the uh, you know what what the hexagonal uh, look now or whatever. Yeah, I guess this the, thing has been it's it, yeah it's been over a hundred year old. It's kind of the block O look, but uh, it was the bowl. It used to be a bowl, yeah. kind of rose bowly. They had the FIFA World Cup there in '94, the Super Bowl in '85. It's got a lot of great history at that stadium. Look at some of the first renderings of that photo. I mean, just unbelievable. It used to be humongous. Get out correct? there and support. Yeah, get out there and support Stanford football. It's yeah. downsized some over the years, but man, this thing is fucking incredible. How do you have this great of a stadium? And no one want to go. Mm-hmm. What is happening yeah. in Northern California? At one point, something uh, over ninety thousand, uh, you know, in attendance. Yeah, at the Super Bowl, and as recently as nineteen eighty-five, the Super Bowl between the uh, Dolphins and the Forty ers had over eighty-four thousand people in it. So now the capacity is listed as fifty thousand. Uh, What's going on here? Get yeah. out, support Stanford football. Come on, San Francisco is a giant city. And the first thing they'll say is, "Colby, you're on the under." Who cares? It's football. Go support. Look, and how do you build a winner? Fan support, baby. Let's yeah. go. All right. Through thick and thin. Let's go. I, I want to see the Pac-10 survive, and I want Stanford playing quality football for the years to come. Patty Let's C. go. I uh, think Stanford and Cal could lead could lead a conference. The, when you think about, I've said this a million times. You think about the state flagship schools or the other uh, states that are anywhere near them in a population. Uh, I think they even have like twice as many people as Florida, the state of California, and yet Florida's had national championships in the two thousands. Texas is the only other comparable state. They have a national championship in two thousands. Cal hasn't sniffed it. Cal should be up there. Stanford's obviously going to be right there. Those two could carry the hell out of a conference. Amen. Amen. Folks, subscribe to the college football experience because we're both on the under, but we're hoping for Stanford football to continue to rock on and dominate. Uh, but should look, be the Duke UNC of college football. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this rivalry should be. Stanford Cal. Let's go. Uh, folks, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Sorry about the technical difficulty we had there with the Michael Barker clip. I swear when I edited that, I thought it was good, but I don't know what happened when I uploaded <laughs> it. Maybe I uploaded the wrong clip. My apologies. Uh, folks, though, uh, also, uh, you know, hop on over to YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe there. And also, uh, yeah, you know, check out all of our other feeds. Stanford basketball fans, Jared Haas doing a good job. Big year for him, make or break year. Let's go. I remember the Brevin Knight days and Mark Madsen, where you guys were in the final four not that long ago. All right. Let's get it going. Check out the college baseball experience, too. Stanford baseball, very good as well. Uh, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. Also, the FCS college football experience. Let's go. Uh, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast as they break down all 32 NFL teams with the over under episode and stuff like that. So, Check out those, get the SGPN app. And until next time, this is the college football experience, Stanford Cardinal style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.